Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Weekend sports with a difference. Yeah, I really shouldn't be drinking. Oh, really? You learned that in med school that you obviously didn't get into? A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. He's a very gifted singer. I'm really, really good. How good? I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. By people who've heard me. That good. On 1080 The Fan. Happy Sunday morning, everybody. Mike Rashad, Joe with you here. 9 to 11 on Sports Sunday. I have to apologize early on because right before the show, during Joe's segment, I was about to sneeze and it went away. And I said to myself, well, great. Now I'm going to sneeze the second the show starts. And that hasn't happened yet, but I feel it up high in my nostrils yeah and I, know my nose. Those ones. I know those ones where you know it you know it's, it's coming there and you're just trying to figure out man can i get this before they call on me can i get this out before i start talking everything because I, I i'm one of those guys that goes on like a sneeze tangent and it's like oh yeah one after the other after the other after me the too. other and everybody has a weird sneeze i don't think any two people sneeze the same i think I'm, my sneeze is cool and normal thanks rashad i'm the, i mean Jeez. listen I've never heard two people sneeze the the hush you or whatever. Like usually, it's really a dramatic. I squint your eyes. Everybody does this really weird face when they sneeze, but the sound is never the same. It is always strange to me when you hear the 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 really like simple light sounding sneezes, like the the little cute. And how how are you getting anything out? The whole purpose of a sneeze is to expel things that are causing you to sneeze but when you go gee i think i think like how are, is that a, how are I, you expelling I think, you're, I think you're also clenching because sneezing and farting kind of go you're clenching seriously sneezing and farting kind of go hand in hand you know like there's a lot of people that will oh i don't know what it is if it's just like that yeah that's that's just the thing man you do that wrong? noise again 
I don't, man, I just, that's, I don't know how people, I don't know how people fart, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what sounds they make when they do it, Yeah. You know, but either way, you know, some people might be doing that little small one to make sure that there isn't two big ones. I've been, know? uh, you know what I mean? And plus, you that's know, when you, it. when you hold in those sneezes, then yeah, something else could happen. You can do there a little go. Uh, poopy in your pants or something, Shh, I mean, you know. What Shark? is going on with you guys? Uh, this has not happened to me. I sneeze. I mean, or it's I never fart. happened to me. I'm I mean, just it's saying never happened it can't to me, happen. But I'm saying. Well, I'm then absolutely... why, why are you talking about it like it's so common? It is. It is common. It's more common than not. I'll say that. It, it might not be common practice. The three for of us just said it's never happened to us, but it, 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 it. You've never heard anybody said I tried to sneeze and then I I sharted. You never no. heard anybody said that, or no. or or, or, I, or something else, or or I farted really loud. It's like, yeah, that happens, man, quite often. I did not expect I don't know, this conversation. I don't, know by the way. Where, I don't know how it happens. I don't know like scientifically how it works and everything, but you it, started it, it this, absolutely Mike. happens. <laughs> I started this with a sneeze take, not into sneeze farts over here. Well, about you saying that uh, a sneeze, you have to you know expel whatever's mm-hmm. inside. Uh, during the last year, because of the old uh, COVID, I've been uh, been one of those. Um, compact sneezers where you keep where you keep it in mm-hmm. where you don't do, you try yeah exactly. oh man do not sneeze in front of people right now don't sneeze or cough or like you know have like laryngitis or anything in front of anybody right now because the, the looks you get from people if you walk past someone in the store in the store you're in the Ooh. you're in the exactly right you're in the the juice aisle and you actually jeez, hmm, something in my nose <gasps> oh my gosh man Sir, this this gentleman's infected. Security. Yeah, like that's the way it, it looks. You know, looks now. So. I haven't had that many problems with that because I have, you know, had random cough here or there because it's the winter and you get cold and your throat gets dry. No, that doesn't exist anymore. And I know, right? Yeah. And I'll be in the store and I'll cough. Nobody looks at me. Just, See, you live in a nice neighborhood. They just let me go. You live in a nice neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but the- see. COVID knows no boundaries. Oh, very, very true. Nice neighborhoods, not nice neighborhoods can all align on dealing with COVID. I'll be at, you know, Safeway and, you know, someone will sneeze or someone will cough and the look that they get, it's like, my man, you might as well have, you know, farted and crop dusted the entire aisle because people look at you like they are disgusted. How dare you be inside of the store and have allergies? Right. Meanwhile, I have allergies in here, and I'm about to sneeze on the air and try to cover it probably at some point during might, the show. Might make good radio. We'll see. This is the strangest. Usually, when it happens, I, I, I have to sneeze, but I'm not sneezing. Now it's in the back of my head. Yeah, I now run, I'm thinking about it. Too I much. run to the bathroom and then sneeze. I'm just man. I'm not taking any chances with anybody. Uh, so we're on nine to eleven today. You can reach us five zero three two five zero ten eighty is the fan text line. If you'd like to interact with the show, that's how you can do it. You can also find us. On social media, I'm at Mike Lynch 27. Rashad's at TaylorMade 503. Joe is at JoeFish3, F-I-S-C-H, on Twitter. And that's how you can find us on our personal pages as well. On the show today, we got to talk Blazers, of course. So much for how well they were playing last week. Now they've lost four in a row and certainly look more of what we thought they would look like without CJ and Nurk. But there is a light at the end of the tunnel. The All-Star break is coming, which means second half of the season is coming which means that CJ and Nurk are coming back. So we'll talk about that. Second half schedule came out as well. It's going to be a tough one for Portland. Um, I want to talk about the Utah Jazz oh, we, I think we have to. Because they're the number one seed. They are rolling everybody. But yet, do we truly trust them and believe in them, considering they're not the Lakers or the Clippers? So we'll get to that. And uh, Rashad brought this idea, and I think it's fun. And, uh, Joe, we've got NBA music, I know. So we're going to do our pick-our-own-all-star teams today as if we are the captains. 
Um, are, does that mean we're not picking LeBron and Durant? Well, Durant's not well, playing we, anyway. We have but... to be LeBron and Durant. Okay. So so you can be... Durant's not playing, though, so just no, keep that in mind. No, yeah, so he's still, but he's still considered the captain of yes. the team. Okay, so we'll be LeBron and Durant. That's a really tough thing to choose because uh, one of them is a complete... Uh, completely hated and the other one is the best player of all time which i mean i guess the other <laughs> one isn't completely hated because he's voted the the captain of the all-star team so i'm still on that that train like i'm we're we're all basketball fans in here you guys more you know baseball than than basketball for me but i but like a lot of sports for you sure. do, but you do like a lot of sports but one thing we can all agree on i don't how many people do you know that says kevin durant is their favorite player none zero right? that's that's crazy like Literally for, zero. for as great as he is i don't know one person that's like yeah, outside of maybe Oklahoma City or maybe outside of, you know, the people that are like diehard Warriors fans, I don't know anyone that says, man, KD is my favorite player of all time, which is crazy because he's amazing. Top to bottom, I mean, even defensively, he's picked it up a lot. And But uh, it's even I work with youth, and everybody knows I work with I work with young kids. Like, they, everybody recognizes how good KD is. If you're playing 2K, if you're, you're picking the Warriors a while ago, OKC, now you're picking Brooklyn, like because Kevin Durant is that cold. That said, I don't know a lot of kids that say, man, yeah, KD is one of my favorite players. Like LeBron, Steph, Dane, because we're in Portland. Giannis, like I, KD's name. I don't hear a lot of Giannis. Never either, comes to be fair. I hear a lot of Giannis from like young kids. Like you're talking like middle school and stuff like that when dunking is tight and everything. Right. But you know, now these kids that that watch basketball, they're a lot smarter than we were. They know certain stuff that you know we weren't paying attention. Giannis can't shoot. Honest can't free throws. He can't do anything like that. Like my my girlfriend's ten year eleven year old son is a savant. Like he's a huge Seahawks fan. I can tell you everything about everybody on that roster. But also, man, as far as basketball, like he he's pretty he's pretty spot on about the little stuff that he knows. I'm like, man, you're you're a little genius. But these kids are much smarter about the game, and so I think they look at guys and be like, yeah, I don't like that. I don't like him. He's weak. Also, good reminder, uh, we got to talk the Russell Wilson rumors because. There was the report earlier this week that he demanded a trade. Then his agent came out and said that he didn't demand a trade. But if he were to be traded, he would pick these four teams. It's kind of interesting how within like half a year, we went from Russ MVP, best quarterback in league to trade trade him. And it's strange. So I want to talk about that as well. So that's coming up on the show again. 503-250-1080 is the text line. I did want to get to our Ask Anything uh, P1 who likes to throw these in for us in the beginning. A couple of these that you threw in here, friend, are are quite easy for me. Um, your favorite college football team wins a national title, but you don't get laid or even get to see your lady naked for an entire year. Do you take the deal? No. 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 And here's here's I why. I don't care. And here's why. Enough. Like, a year? A year. A year. <laughs> and your favorite like, college team. For, so, for, a duck, for a Ducks national championship? You're tripping, bro. Joe's like, I'm not even, I don't even have a girlfriend right I'm now. Sorry. I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that mean just in general, any girl, or you're, you're you have to have a girlfriend? Like, if it's any girl, well, I guess it says your lady, but I think to make this tougher for those of you who are single, uh, extrapolate that out to no sex for a year slash no yeah. lady for want want. <laughs> no absolutely we- not. no websites absolutely not you talking about for no, you one can use websites. you're talking about for one game I'm gonna give up 365 days worth of sex yeah stop it no one game. You, a national that championship one, one game. game. So what? That one game so has a, a listen, repercussions listen, for much longer than just that Patriots one game. Fan. I'm a huge. So does 365 fan. days with no sex. You're a go. huge Broncos fan, man. You're a huge Cowboys fan. Yeah, I would. I've, I would take I've the Cowboys. I've never, in all the years, the Patriots have been great. Got a thank you letter via Facebook, or you know, just to the, to the mail said, "Hey, man, thank you for being a fan for all the stuff you went through for well, me." Well, did you sign up for Why? their newsletters? Huh? Yeah, I get them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get. I get them. 
why on earth would I give that up for that? I mean, that, seriously, your team wins a national championship. You're not going to celebrate by having sex. That's crazy talk. Well, nope. he might be too Sorry. drunk in the first night. Sorry. Just think about it. The Blazers win the national championship. You go out, or excuse me, the world championship. You go out and you have a good time. You get drunk and go home with your lady or meet a nice, you know, a nice lady. And all of a sudden you, you can't because they want, man, please get out of here. Y'all uh, are tripping. Also, ask anything. I give you six-pack abs, but you're completely bald for the rest of your life. Do you take the deal? No. Oh, absolutely. Girls absolutely. like dad bods now, man. Uh, absolutely. Sorry. <laughs> I've had a dad bod Joe for about 10 years Joe is a little bit now. more enthusiastic. Joe, you've got a good head of hair. Don't worry about it. That is true. Bro, uh, despite, you know, you got a little young person graying, but that's okay. It just makes you distinguish. I've had a dad bod for 10 years now. I think I'll go back to some abs for a bald. I've had every type of hair over the last little Oh, bit. you would choose the abs? Absolutely. Why? Because they're, they're awesome. No, I think I'd man. go the abs too. Yeah, no way, abs, man. Bro. I, I remember what it's I like to have abs. I've been having carbs since 2004. Yeah. I love my <laughs> I love my hair. You want to touch this? <laughs> what? Yeah. what What is more rare as you get older? A full head of hair, or six pack abs? Full or are they equally rare? I, I think would, they're equally rare, but I, I see more old guys with the <laughs> six pack. Well, then, know, so I then, wouldn't you want the thing that is more rare? Because women do like the full head of hair. No, women also like a, a, a bald head and a beard. Do they though? They do. Or do they only say that to make you feel better? I, my, my hair's always been, you know. Yeah, you got I've great hair. A great head of hair. So. I don't think this the, is the best hair show in the fan right here. Absolutely. I, I don't think a bald head is as big of a deal when you uh, get older. But if you uh-huh. are, are you if you're like fifty and you got a six pack, you're rocking a six pack or something like that. That's seriously that's pretty impressive. You're yeah, getting, but if you're, you're getting a lot of elders beer. and you're getting young ladies, and yeah, you're right in pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but if you hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, slow down. If you are fifty years old, right, you're most likely married. Chances are you're in a relationship or married. So that six pack is for you and your wife. Still a good thing. She looks at you different. Listen, if you guys, if you've, ever been, if you've ever been like in shape or trying to get in shape and you're finally starting Man, to see some results. I've never been in and shape. And all of a sudden your lady says stuff to you like, hmm. That kind of shape. That changes, that changes, you know, the way you feel. Even if you're just like you've been really big and all of a sudden you're getting smaller and she sees you changing or sees you, it gives you that little, hmm, huh. Oh, yeah, you feel differently about that all of a sudden so yes man being in shape having that six pack i'll absolutely take that over uh, a head of hair no way no way dad bods are in keeping my full head of hair please with the the high top fade like no thank you i'm gonna go ahead and take that i'm I'm never wearing a shirt if i get abs all right let's get to let's get to our first break here coming up next we'll start with the blazers and the stretch that they've had i want to get to the jazz and rust this hour and then uh 10 and 10 15 is when we'll do our nba all-star draft leading into hate it or love it. So that's coming up on Sports Sunday today. But first, Blazers, now on a big losing streak, and everybody wants them to win one game, please. Dear God, win a game, please. That's next on The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. I wish everybody heard what Rashad just said in the break right there. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't because yeah, more well, likely. It would give you a little bit of an insight into uh, Rashad's life at the moment. Uh, you know, I'll be honest. <laughs> the conversation in the studio is typically a little, it's, it's always better than what we can do on air. 
Like, I wish oh, that we could talk okay. about the now stuff. You're, now you're just talking crap about our own show. No, Better. our show is awesome. But I'm saying there's there's <laughs> certain stuff that we can say when the microphones are not on that, you know, obviously, I think we'd get some type of, of, of radio prize if if we, you know, some type of award of sorts, groundbreaking awards <laughs> for this show, if we could really record the things that we said during the break. Well, well even uh, that sit- would be more like podcast. You could just say whatever you want, right? Well, yeah. Even sitting on this side of the glass and, you know, I'll see, you know, on these days you two talking about something or Patrick and Mike on Wednesday nights and I'm just looking and I'm seeing the animations and what's going on in there. I'm like, oh, that looks like a good conversation. You get a little there. FOMO, Joe? Yeah, I'm like, oh, I wonder what they're talking about in there. I've had that too when I'm producing primetime and Isaac and Seeker talking and I'm like, wonder what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wish I could hear it. I'm, I'm, I, I, I wish I could hear. So maybe I, I'll start going, see, maybe I'll start going IG live during our commercial breaks just so, <laughs> just so you can hear some of the stuff that we're talking about here. You know, during the show, could be fun. Can I talk about it, Joe, or no? I don't care. Joe had a date this week. That's what we, <laughs> that's what we were talking about. I didn't want to. I didn't want to like you know throw it out there in case you were trying to be careful about it. But uh, Joe had himself a little a uh, little big date on Thursday, and he was talking about it on Wednesday this week, and he said it was it went pretty well, went okay, went solid. Yeah, yeah. Might see her again. Yeah, that's the plan. Not Fingers an official. Crossed. Not an official uh, second date time and place just as of well, yet. Well, considering but, uh, how you described it, getting the first date time and place was incredibly difficult. So <laughs> it was sliding into the DMs. It's a it's a risky move, but it uh, paid off this but time. But it worked. He did, he Listen, did slide fellas, into the DMs. Do not be afraid to slide in there. Do your research. Make sure she doesn't have a boyfriend. Make sure it says single on whatever page that she that she uses most. But you know. If in ladies as well, like if you feel so inclined, someone slid in mine the other day. It was kind of surprising. I was like, oh, word. I wish you'd have done this a while ago. But I mean, hey, mm-hmm. how's it going? Yeah, you if know? you're if you're a female, not that we have probably any female listeners, but hi, if you are. I'm sure we do. Um, if you're a female. Definitely, if you want somebody, go do it. Man, listen, guys, guys will fall head over heels for you so quickly. If you make the effort to go after them, it's like, ah. Uh, Oh, I don't have to try. A female and you like me, me and I think you're cute. <laughs> yeah, like I don't have to make the first move. I think that's the, the the big thing. So, so yeah, man, good for you, Joe, and everybody. If you're out there listening, follow Joe's you know footsteps and send that DM. Follow Rashad's footsteps. Do your do your research first. Rashad's legit at this kind of stuff. Miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. I grew up in the era to where you know you actually had to we what we have what we called a mouthpiece. A mouth. A mouthpiece. That means that you were able to go out there and... I don't know what that means. It means you're able to... Uh, not, I don't want to call it gift a gap because that sounds like car sales mini, but... You like, have game? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Okay. You know, not even game. It's just being, you know, hey, how are you? Don't use cheesy, corny lines. Don't call her a B word or any anything stupid. What's don't your call sign? Her. Yeah, don't... You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I really like your cleavage. Like, come... <sighs> Well, nobody that sounds silly. That. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. Oh, God. And very seldom do they say thank you. So <laughs> it's one of those things that just don't be an idiot, and it'll work. I'm and also, put your phone down. I'm also going to say this uh, one thing as far as when it comes to the dating apps, little Tinder and Bumbles of the world. I swear to God, if I get one more message from a girl and all she says is, hey, I'm going to lose my damn mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are giving, Bumble, Bumble giving forces me absolutely you. nothing to work with. Yeah, Bumble forces the girl to talk first, right, as like a flipping of the gender roles. And, yeah, on Bumble, every once in a while, they'll be good first messages. Otherwise, just, hi. 
with hey, like three eyes or like a hand waving emoji and yeah. i'm like are you effing kidding me or, right or a gift that just says hey and then i'm like hey and then nothing <laughs> yeah. they I'm want like, you to do the work you started this yeah i'm good just talk to them just absolutely them brutal although i can't places. be too mad at tinder because that's where i met my girlfriend so you know didn't expect it but it worked out all right so the blazers are now on a four game losing streak they have lost two the wizards the suns the nuggets and the lakers three of those four make sense actually frankly the wizards game made sense to you based on how the wizards were playing at the time uh they're now 18 and 14 so last week we were talking about the blazers like oh my god look at how well they're playing they figured it out with dame only and they're up to the four seed now they're the sixth seed, and they're three games back of the four seed. The stretch was interesting for me for a couple of reasons. One, I hadn't watched the Suns play yet. Boy, they look good. Oh, man. They really look good. Chris Paul, man, the Chris Paul effect. It's not Chris Paul, though, for me. Well, I'm sure he's helping. For me, it was DeAndre Ayton. That dude looked lost in his first year in the NBA, and I hadn't watched the Suns that much the last few years. He is a completely different player on the inside. Watching that game, I was like, oh, this guy, oh, he's going to be a problem. Because he was 19 when he got drafted. He was a freshman out of Arizona. And, um, you know, he didn't even play that great at Arizona his freshman year either. You're like, ah, I mean, he's got all the tools, but I don't know, right? It's kind of like James Wiseman right now with the Warriors. Like, he's got all the tools, and he shows some promise, but he also doesn't do a lot of great things too. But you think eventually he's going to turn out really good. That's kind of where Eaton is right now. And I was blown away by how good he played in that game, and they won by 32 points. So that was the one for me. The, ne- the Denver game, they played well. Blazers did. It was a really close game. That was a great game, actually. But just didn't didn't have enough at the end. And the Lakers game was the end of a road trip. They seemed tired. But that was a four-game losing streak. It's not great. But at least you're still in the playoffs. That's kind of how I'm looking at it. No, I, I think they just they played a bunch of teams that were kind of like warm-up games for the most part during that stretch of winning. Now, with the exception of the 76ers, who I think they're still the, the best team in the East right yeah, now. Yeah, I guess the Blazers have the Sixers number. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I don't remember many games to where we haven't beaten the 76ers. Like, it's just kind of one of I think last year the Sixers might have got them a couple Early times, in the but... season, before all the injuries last year, that Korkmaz guy mm-hmm. hit a three. That was like game three. I remember yeah. it because the Blazers had come back to take a lead, and then with like .6 seconds left, that dude hit a three, and they, the there, Sixers won. There are certain teams that just have your number. Uh, the Blazers, for whatever reason, have the 76ers number, but the Suns have the Blazers number every time. Like, you can expect Phoenix to give you a close game. Even before they had, you know, Chris Paul and Aiton, like, Phoenix was always a team that kind of bought it all the way to the Trailblazers for whatever reason. And uh, you're right. You, you look at somebody like DeAndre Aiton, who's really started to figure out who he is, and I think a lot of that has to do with Chris Paul. Man, like, I mean, Chris Paul last year went to OKC. What do you know? OKC looks competitive again, and they're you know they're moving the ball and they're doing the doing the right things. Uh, Shea um, Shea Gilders, Gilders. Alexander, Alexander is great, and he started to look really good. Now all of a sudden, Devin Booker is getting the ball in the right spots. You know, and it was a travesty that he didn't he wasn't named the reserve for the All Star team because everybody kind of knew. Well, he's in it now though. He is, but the way we responded to Dame being snubbed, quote unquote, as a starter is kind of the way everybody reacted to Devin Booker's like you are insane if you're saying this kid isn't there so that that Phoenix team is good they've got all their firepower at this point they probably should have beaten you but then there's some some games in between there it's like all right man you could have won that one I still think the Lakers and I'm gonna stand by this man outside of LeBron James and Anthony Davis like this Lakers team is is, is a G League roster you know in my opinion that's just that's just the way I feel 
about them. And without LeBron, I think you had an opportunity, excuse me, without Anthony Davis, you had an opportunity to make something happen. Like you said, end of the road trip, I think that the, they, they were just gas. But well, these last four games, it's been like, these are the teams. And I think, I think the Wizards are probably going to end up making the playoffs. Like uh, uh, something silly is going to happen. They're going to end up making the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. But if, to be taken seriously as one of the top teams in the West, a, a top four seed, man, you've got to win these games. Yeah, but remember, you got to win these games when you're full strength. Right now, I think it's just about, what do we say early in the injuries? Just tread water, get to the point in the second half when they come back, because they're going to come back with still a whole half the season to go. Um, just do your best, right? Yeah. And I think we were pretty negative about the team because they weren't playing super well, and you weren't seeing a lot of fight. And then the win streak happened against the bad teams, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. And you're seeing some of those role players get more defined roles. Gary Trent Jr. stepped up to be that starting number two, and he's you know averaging like 16 points a game, which is great. Uh, Anthony Simons, although the last few games hasn't played as well, uh, was playing much better. You're starting to see these guys fit into these roles a little bit more, which is good. I think that's all you can ask for at this point, and you had Dame go nuclear a bunch of games. The thing with the Laker game specifically is that Lillard hurt his foot yeah. at the end of the second quarter. And you could tell the whole set. I mean, the whole first half of the third quarter, he was barely walking without a limp. So he was fighting through it. He was passing the ball a lot. Frankly, he committed so many turnovers. I think he was so out of his game because he couldn't move like he wanted to that he tried to overdo it with passes and he just committed like seven turnovers in the third quarter. By that point, it was too late. I mean, it was one rough quarter for Dame and then, you know, he just kind of, the game was just kind of over at that point. I don't know. I, I found the the Phoenix game was pretty disheartening because you got blown out and that was a team I hadn't seen yet. And I, you know, you were close to them in the standings. You were one spot behind them in the stands, actually one spot ahead of them, I think for that game. And they just annihilated you. But otherwise I, I, I can't find too much fault in these losses. Wizards were playing super well. Um, the Denver game, that was a great game, by the way. Blazers and Nuggets play some amazing basketball games. It's so much fun to watch. Uh, it was a great game. You just, you know, Jokic was unstoppable, and Murray had a good fourth quarter, and that was the difference. And then the Lakers lost. So I don't know. You've got a couple games till the All Star break. Charlotte, Golden State, Sacramento. All three of those are winnable. You know, Charlotte should be a win. Sacramento should be a win. Golden State is close to you in the standings, but um, you know, it's a winnable game. You know, it might not be a win, but it is winnable. Get a couple of those wins. Get to the All Star break. Get CJ back. Get Nurk back, and then go into the second half of the season and. Hope that you can get back up to that three-four spot that you were in. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's really all you can do. You know, you're still looking at what probably another four weeks or so before CJ uh, gets, or maybe excuse me, no, another I, two weeks or so. I think, I think we might see CJ and Nurk right when the second half starts, or at least close to it. Okay, so we're still what? That's still another couple weeks away. Well, yeah, but it's only three games. Yeah, so, so you're not. It's only three more games without him. All star break will happen. March 11th is the first game of the second half against the Suns again. I don't know if they'll be back exactly at March 11th, but from what I've been hearing, those two might be ready to come back right around that that middle of March right there. Well, I say you bring CJ back, you know, when he's ready. But for Nurkic, I don't know. Nurkic has a – I just he makes me nervous as far as just staying healthy at this point. And I know these are just nagging injuries that sometimes just happen to guys. But, you know, after losing Nurkic for an entire season, you know, basically, like, you just really want to take – extra precautions with him because you're going to need is, him this is not down the leg, stretch. Though. No, it's not. It's not. But still, you know, he's a guy that gets hit in the face a lot and will miss a game for that. <laughs> Robert Covington we'll, has taken that man to look at you. Know, so, My God, since you put a mask on, he's getting punched every game. Like, at, at, uh, Here's a question I have. and <laughs> Does Robert Covington suck? I mean, I was at, at, at... Maybe. I just think he's not playing the game that 
we're used to seeing him play. And he's shooting a lot of jumpers, which is starting to frustrate and infuriate Blazers fans. And I think that's the big thing. Like, defensively, I think he's been, you know, oh, he's, he's been, great. been great, you know, defensively. Yeah. But offensively is where it's like, where is the guy that was in that, that was in Philadelphia? Like, where is the guy that played in Houston for a little bit? Like, where, mm-hmm. is, where is he? And uh, as soon as we figure out where he has been, I think they'll be better, you know, but for right now. and He started I, to shoot the three a little better. I think he's taking shots because, honestly, if CJ were on the floor and if Nurkic were on the floor, he wouldn't. He wouldn't be taking those. Like, mm-hmm. he's a guy that's he's going to finish around the basket. If he's wide open, he's going to take that. But he's not somebody that you should be looking to to create your own, create his own shot. Derrick Jones Jr. the other night, he had, what, two, two a couple three-pointers in the, was it the Denver game? Mm, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, a couple threes. He's been getting better around the rim, too. Yeah. He's finishing dunks, you know, getting into open spaces. But more. you're not asking Derrick Jones Jr. to go out and score for you. That's no. not that's not going to be his role. Anything he does scoring-wise is a, is a plus. Cool. He's in there addition, for defense. It's in addition to. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's how you have to look at Covington and as at uh, Jones Jr. Is the, anything they do outside of you know rebounding and and playing defense like that's a plus. The biggest worry I have for Covington is that when guys miss shots, but they're good shooters, they look good until they miss. Covington just misses, misses. horribly. And when he hits, it's like, oh, cool. You know, he had a couple of games. He had like three or four threes a couple of times in a row. It felt like he was getting his shooting back. But when he misses, it's like off the left side of the backboard clank or like obviously long off the hands. And you're like, I don't I call. I him, don't know what happened. I call him. Don't do it. That's what I say. Every time he gets the ball, I'm like, no, don't do it. And he does He's also it. not great at driving the lane. Yeah, so he misses it's just one of those things. That's just what I but call But his him. defense and steals are very good. Yeah, he's uh, defensively he's 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 legit. It's the offensive part that I think frustrates the fans. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. Coming up next, I want to get into let's talk about the Jazz. Let's yeah, talk let's, about let's do that. the Utah Jazz. They are the best team in the NBA. They are first in the West by three and a half games. They are twenty-seven and seven. Are the Jazz the best team in the NBA? First, Joe has sports. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 9.37 here on your Sunday morning. We're with you till 11 o'clock. Coming up next, we're going to chat the Russell Wilson rumors. And then at 10 and 10.15, we're going to do our own all-star draft. One of us will be Kevin Durant. One of us will be LeBron James, and we'll draft our teams. And then hate it or love it at 10.30. Who's drafting first? Is it best record or the number one vote getter? Oh, I don't know that rule. I think we'll, it's we'll have to find that. Getter. We'll have to find that in the break. Um, They'll probably have LeBron pick first so he doesn't bitch and moan about it for a whole press conference. <laughs> hey, man, should what I've done for this league? Should he not? You know, uh, should he me, not get the pick first? Like, come uh, on. everything I've done, which is everything for the league. Disrespectful. LeBron has made man. Uh, no respect for second me. string guys matter. You know, he's 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 giving them some leverage. That's something that that players have never, ever had. Shout out to LeBron James. My hat's off to you. I'm glad he went back at Zlatan this week, by the way. I did enjoy that a little bit. Myself. Did you see that, Rashad? No. So Zlatan Ibrahimovic uh, is a striker in soccer. Oh, yes, I absolutely saw that. He plays for AC Milan now. He used to play in Premier League and actually in MLS, too. And he made a comment that, ooh, nice save to him. And he made a comment that was, uh, he said that, 
It's essentially a stick to sports. Yeah, essentially yeah, stick shut to up sports. Type yeah. Thing. yeah. He was like, I, uh, if you want to be in politics, be in politics, but we're not. We're athletes. We're really good at this, and let's focus on this. And he referenced LeBron. And it's that it's that thinking that if you're good at this, then you can't be good at anything else. I that's, thought it was that's that's all that's always been so dumb to me. So because I'm a great football player, I can't be a great writer. I or... will say I respect that he is willing to share that opinion because he has it. Um, Zlatan's always been very open, uh, not open minded, but very open. He just says whatever he wants. No filter. That's a better way to put it. So, like, I, I can respect that you can you want to share that opinion, but I also respect that LeBron came back and was like, I don't want to talk about this, and then went for, like, a seven-minute rant talking about it. And he was like, I do the research. I know what I'm talking about. And th- these people expect me to be their voice or want me or hope for me to be their voice. I thought it was pretty good. So it's good, so good crazy on LeBron how, for standing up for himself. I know. We're, we're going to move on. It's, it's so crazy how people feel about athletes and entertainers now before it was they have this platform and they don't use it for good and now it's like well you're using your platform too much to talk about these men yo pick one you know and that's the thing you just it's it's always two different sides of the fence and people are just going to continue to kind of straddle or whatever so it's i'm not surprised by you know the, the strikers comments i don't even know his name so slaton slaton cool i'm on slaton ibrahimovic couldn't tell you anything about him or how great he is apparently he's supposed to be pretty good but LeBron's, are you the best in the world? He's quite good. No, is he's he not the best the in the world? He's Has he ever been considered the, the best in the world? Then you don't get to talk about it. I don't that. know that answer, but no, I don't think so. Okay. Um, so Utah Jazz, though. Forget him. <laughs> so Utah Jazz, though. Yeah, so the Jazz are 27-7. and seven. They are first place in the NBA, first place in the West, three and a half games up on the Clippers, four games up on the Lakers, eight games up on the Blazers, if that matters to you. Um, remember the first game of the regular season? Blazers played the Jazz. And the Jazz won by 20. Yes. And everyone was like, oh, my God, the Blazers suck. This is not going to work. This defense is going to be terrible. And it was you know, all the generic first game over reactions. Turns out the Jazz are really, really, really good. And they win by double figures over everybody. And they're covering spreads from what I've seen, too. If you're in the gambling world, I've seen they're, they've been elite at covering spreads. They shoot a lot of threes. They hit a lot of threes, and they play amazing defense. And you've got Donovan Mitchell, who is is an all-star this year, correct? He is. Um, finally. Yes, he is an all-star this year. He has reached all-star level status. You've got Rudy Gobert, who is defensive player of the year every single year, also noted ass with COVID. And you got a bunch of role players that just hit shots and do their job. And with all of that, they are one hard team to beat. But I'm still not f- sure I'm fully sold on them in the playoffs being able to win out over all these stars. Because, right, I mean, I'm not going to count. Well, okay. Is Donovan Mitchell a star? Yes. He is. He is, you know, he's at the same level as Lillard and uh, Doncic and Curry to you. Donovan Mitchell is. I, th- I, I would. Put or is he like a step below? I don't. <sighs> So like he's not like a superstar, year. but he's a great player. Maybe I think it's I think it's unfair to call him a su- to not call him a superstar because it's almost like a situation like Dame. He's in this small market that you know people have to stay up till ten o'clock on the East Coast. All the voters have to stay up till ten o'clock on the East Coast to be able to watch him play, and people just forget about him because he's in Utah. But we talked about this last year during the playoffs, and and I well excuse me a couple months ago <laughs> during the playoffs, and I was asking you who would you rather have, Donovan Mitchell or um, Jamal Murray and emphatically we're both like Donovan Mitchell and Jamal yeah. Murray is dope you know but 
Donovan Mitchell is just a, a different breed, and he's a leader. So I would put him in that superstar category. Absolutely. I don't know if I'm going to put him there yet, but because superstars are guys that can on their own can carry a franchise. And if you look at this rest of this this team, it's, it's a bunch of dudes that people didn't want. I mean, seriously, look at Utah's roster. It's Jordan Clarkson. Mike Conley, who was a Mike Conley sighting, you know. By the way, Jordan uh, Clarkson's legit. Jordan, I mean, all he's having a career year this year. Eighteen. This is a career high in sport and uh and scoring. Doesn't he come off the bench too? Yeah, uh, yeah, he comes off the bench. So that's huge for them. You got they've got six guys that average double figures. They got Royce O'Neal, right? Isn't he a three point shooter? Royce O'Neal uh, can can shoot. I don't even know who forward. the hell that is. Yeah, he's a power forward, you know, but he can he can pop out and shoot those. You still got Derek Favors coming off your bench, like you you have. Uh, oh, that's right. He came back. He was have, gone for a year. You've too. got guys like there, and I think it's easy to kind of overlook them. But Utah has everything great about a championship team. They can shoot threes. They play great defense. They have a star player that can close games for you. They have an elite rim protector. Any championship team that we've ever seen has all those things. And so I'm looking at that and saying, man, why not? A bunch of guys that can just hit open shots. Joe Ingles may be the most frustrating player in, in the NBA. Like, I don't know, there's something weak about him, but he's so cold. Him and, and Alex can, Caruso. And he can absolutely shoot the lights out. The white out. guys who have male pattern baldness. Man, and, and I loved and I, I love Caruso, <laughs> you know, for whatever reason. So uh, yeah, I, I look at this Utah team and say they're well, everything about them is the right way to play basketball. And if we look at any of those teams that have really had those great records going in, to the playoffs and everything. Those are the ones that typically make the deep run. Very seldom they do they lose in the first and second. I just feel like that normally, re- recently, and it's not usually the number one seed, to be fair, but recently when teams kind of come out of nowhere or surprise you and are like, oh, this team's the best in the West or one of the best in the West, and you're like, ah, they tend to lose to the Lakers or, yeah. or whoever, the Warriors, whoever it is in that year, well, once the playoffs hit, will hit their second gear and the Jazz of the world or the Nuggets of the world or a Mavericks in the past or teams that have been up there or the Blazers even when they were like the three seed and, and they were they were playing better. They will lose to those teams. And you'll be like, they'll be regular season great and playoff, well, good enough. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm curious just because – so Donovan Mitchell's a great player. I'm not putting him at star level yet for myself personally. Gobert's a great defender. The way they play is is current day NBA to a T. They shoot threes, they get to the rim, and they play good defense, right? That's what the best teams in the NBA do these days, and they are very, very, very good at that. But there's a different level in the playoffs of trust that you need to have. There's a different level of grind that you have to deal with. You're playing the same team up to seven games in a row. You got to deal with matchups. You got to deal with changing up your strategies, all that kind of stuff. Um, That's when you normally see the better teams kind of get back to that level. And that's where I'm, I, I like the jazz. I think they're a fun team to watch. I think they play the game the right way. Quote unquote. I just don't know if I'm sold yet. They they could finish the, the regular season in the one seed. And I still might be like, Hey, the jazz are great, but watch out for that Lakers matchup in the second round or yeah, whatever. I mean, it's Cause be. you should always watch out for that Lakers matchup because they have LeBron James. And so that's why you're going to watch out for that. But I hate using the term. They play the right way. You know, I, I don't I don't really like that because it implies that the other teams that that the Nets don't play the right way or that, you know, and I don't think that's the case. I think everybody plays their style of basketball. But if if you were being honest about, man, what it takes to win a championship, Utah's doing all the right things. Mm-hmm. And it'd be different if they were just scoring a lot, but they were allowing the teams to score 117, 120 on them a night. They're not. They're beating teams by double digits. 
You remember the last time that was beating teams like by double digits? It was the, it, it was the Warriors when they were just running rough shot over the NBA for that four or five years, and everybody was frustrated. This is what who can guard Donovan Mitchell Donovan Mitchell on the on the perimeter? I, I mean, he's he, it's a it's a short list. Yeah. You're talking about you have to have a Kawhi, you have to have a somebody that can play both ends of the floor and shut that down because he is a monster. We saw this dude go for 50 in playoff games, no problem. Didn't win those because the rest of his team wasn't wasn't great. But now you've got shooters all around you. You've got a point guard, Mike Conley, who can handle the ball for you. You're not talking Rubio, you know, anymore. You got a point guard, Mike Conley, that knows what he's doing and can and can move the ball and get those get the the ball to open players. Gobert knows he has some making up to do to the rest of the world. So he's playing lights out. Double double, thirteen rebounds a game, ten points. It's exactly what you need from him. So I don't know. I just think you, everything about this Utah team screams deep run in the playoffs. Yeah. But okay, so, so deep run in the playoffs. That's fine. Like, I, I if mean, you're the one seed in the West, you should be looking finals. You, that, final, yeah. Does and that I count thought, in your? I'm deep saying run? conference finals. Yeah, that's a no, deep no. Run I mean playoffs. finals, finals. You're the Jazz. Sh- sh- yeah, uh, you are the Jazz, but you're also the one seed. Yes. Should that be an expectation? Yes, absolutely. It should. If you're the one seed, your, your expectation is absolutely the NBA finals. But again, we're talking about a league that has LeBron James in it. So you know, who knows? But it does I seem think, like the Clippers might have a bit of a different vibe about them this year, too. Oh, the Clippers? Not are, the uh, losing the playoff Clippers, but they the maybe they'll be good. Paul George heard everything everybody said about him. He knows how people feel. He knows how people feel. They know how people feel about Kawhi now as far as putting him in that conversation with LeBron. Yeah, the Clippers know what it is at this point. I'm just, This this Utah team is, is scary, and people still, after all they've done, they're still like, huh, yeah, I don't, I don't buy it, you know, which is crazy. So I just think they're going to keep flying under the radar as the one seed. All right, let's uh, take a break. One more segment before the 10 o'clock hour where we do our NBA All-Star Draft and hate it or love it. Uh, Let's talk a little Russell Wilson as there were reports that he demanded a trade. Then his agent came out and said, not so fast. But if they did want to trade us, maybe we'll go to these four teams. We'll get to that next. This is Sports Sunday on The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. See, now that would have been a conversation See, that you would have wanted to hear was, as well. I was, I was literally just saying, like, <laughs> man, that's, that's... That is definitely man, not safe for air. That's that's award-winning. Right but we were, uh, we were reminiscing. You know. First time for everything. There is a first time for everything. (laughs) So, Russell Wilson, Seahawks quarterback. You have a problem, Seattle. Faux life or not. So, reports were out. I think it was, was it Monday last week? Monday or Wednesday or Thursday. One of the, the, I think it was Thursday last week. You wake up and it's in, in the athletic and it's Russell Wilson has demanded a trade. And you're like, I'm sorry, what? Clutch your pearls. That happened? Huh? And I know that there's been a lot, a little bit of tension that's been brewing there. You can kind of sense it. Russell Wilson, for the first time this year, basically ever, came out and criticized the team and complained about getting hit so much and then basically criticized the, the offensive line and, and just the way the Seahawks offense went last year at the end of the year. So there's been tension brewing. And I feel like over the last few years, you've seen little hints of this here and there. But Russell Wilson does do a good job, and Pete Carroll, too, of being, um, 
for lack of a better term, fake in front of the camera and saying the right things and and trying to dissuade anybody from thinking there's any problems. But how many times do we see this in the NFL and in all sports, frankly, is when there's smoke, there's fire, right? It might not be a big fire. It might be able to be put out. But if there is smoke, there is certainly fire. This is not like some sort of fake story that came out that Russell Wilson's going to get traded. No, it doesn't mean he's going to get traded, but it means that Russell Wilson's not happy. It means that Russell Wilson wants the Seahawks to change the way they've been building the team and doing their stuff so he can be the best quarterback he can be. And maybe he didn't demand a trade. Maybe he did. His agent's the one who came out and said he didn't demand a trade. Believe what you want from the agents, right? You know, I, I tend to believe he did not demand a trade. But the agent then comes out and says, well, if he is going to get traded, here are the four teams he would choose. That right there is problem number two. There's been discontent, and now he's already got places he'd rather play than Seattle or would be willing to play than Seattle. That's another problem. It's not a he didn't demand a trade and wants to stay in Seattle. It's he didn't demand a trade, but... I'd like to go play in Chicago, New Orleans, Las Vegas, or Dallas, please. Joe's sports pants have exploded this week. Oh, <laughs> I heard about the possibility of going to Dallas, and I'm like, hmm? That could, that could be good. That could be good. Um, so, yeah, so that's where we're at right now. There's been no updates since that. Can you can you blame them? Uh, no, not really. I'm going um, gonna, gonna, gonna to read some stuff for you, for you guys real quick. Just, just you know, so I, look, I looked it up as far as sacks, right? Quarterbacks that have been sacked. 2020, this past season, Russell Wilson uh, was sacked the third most of any quarterback 47 times. Okay. 2019, Russell Wilson was second most sacked, in, or uh, was t- uh, tied for first with 48 times. 2018, Russell Wilson was third, sacked 51 times. 2000, <laughs> 2017, Russell Wilson was fourth, sacked 43 times. Are we getting... Are, are we starting to understand the the, the Russell kind of Wilson trend? likes to take naps and he yeah. likes to get knocked down on the ground so he can go to sleep. There you go. So when you have this Duh. franchise quarterback, he wants the, to protect his body. When you look at the guys that are around him for 2017, it was Matt Stafford, Jacoby Brissett, and Terod Taylor. Those are the guys that are getting sacked as much as Russell Wilson. Uh, it, it, Derek Carr, like come on, man, like you have to do something to protect your star player. And whenever your guy, your top guy for five straight seasons, is running for his life, trying to make a play, and trying not to get crushed by one of these huge defensive linemen or linebackers. And you've done nothing to put around him. You've done nothing well, for the offensive line. We've, we've whoa, 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 opened whoa, 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 the... Slow, 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 I mean, slow down. You brought in Dwayne Brown with it, it, with the trade from the Texans. Okay. Former pro bowler. Um, you know, played okay, right? And you have drafted some offensive linemen. Almost none of them have panned out. So... You haven't done nothing. What you've you done, done hasn't You haven't worked. done enough. Yes. You haven't done enough. We'll say that. But either way, for a, a guy like Russell Wilson, who I think many of us consider probably the best quarterback in the league or arguably the best quarterback in the league. He's up there. He's up there. Yeah, Mahomes, you know, right there. Rodgers. Rodgers. I still would probably say he's better than Rodgers at this point, but I understand. You know, I'm, that again, it's arguable for a reason. So I totally, totally get it. But either way, you have a top four guy in the league at the quarterback position. Can we agree on that? Sure. Take care of him. Um, do what you have to do to take care of him. I'm not bad at Russell Wilson for wanting to prolong his career and not be sacked every game. There is an interesting set of stats that came out this week based around this conversation, and that is it was from Pro Football Focus, PFF, and 
interestingly, the ranks of the offensive line were way better than you would think. And the problem became Russell Wilson holding on to the ball too long. That might, so, I mean, that's, that's one set of the argument, one piece of the argument that you can have that sometimes Russell Wilson tries to do too much. And I think we can all agree, even Seahawks fans who love Russell Wilson can agree on that, that sometimes he spins in the pocket three times instead of just throwing the ball away or, or, or whatever, he's trying to do too much. And that leads to a sack, right? You could throw it away. Um, maybe he's not looking down the field in the right way, not finding his progressions that well, cause he's running for his uh, running around too much there. There's a little bit of that that I think is also involved here as well. It's not all on the offensive line. It's not, it's not all on the team building. Russell Wilson has it in him to improvise, which leads to some of the greatest plays he's ever had. But also in a lot of cases leads to him running into a, a defensive lineman because he spins the fourth time. That's, I mean, that's, that's fair, you know, cause a lot, a lot of, the magic of Russell Wilson is him being able to improvise and make things happen. But I think the improvisation comes when things break down. And now we know that DK Metcalf has really emerged as man, a, a, a good, a really, really good NFL receiver. He's on, on the verge of being possibly great as an, as an NFL receiver. But sometimes that's, you know, not being able to get separation downfield and having to make sure that you move around and not throw the ball away every single time. So some of that, like I said, a lot of that has to do with, you know, personnel. And I'm not saying it's it's not there because DK is definitely an upgrade Tyler Lockett's from anything. Great. Tyler Lockett has really, you know, kind of emerged when he's on the field and, you know, he's good. But when he's not on the field, nagging injuries and stuff like that, okay, it's a little tougher. But um, I just, I don't know. I I think there's a lot in Seattle that Russell Wilson isn't the entire problem. And whenever you're tops in being sacked like that every year, like at some point you got to start, you, you got to protect your, 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 your franchise investment. And that's really what he is. And I'm telling you Seahawks fans, I'm telling you Seahawks front office, you do not want to let Russell Wilson go. Like you just don't, you just don't get quarterbacks like this every year. It doesn't happen. Take, well, if you're trading Russell Wilson, maybe you do get a quarterback like this in return. Who do you get? I, I, all I'm just saying, <laughs> like no, I'm, that's comparable to, to a Russell Wilson. If you Wilson, traded like, him to get? Dallas, maybe you get Dak Prescott. He's not as good, but he is still a good quarterback, right? You trade him to the Raiders, you get Derek Carr. He's okay. That's a different level down from Dak, but you know, serviceable. I mean, you're right. Look, I, I'm a Broncos fan. The Broncos haven't had a good quarterback since Peyton Manning, and he wasn't even that good because <laughs> he was old at that point. And beyond that, it was like what Jake Plummer, maybe considered good. So. Yeah, if your team doesn't have Russell Wilson, you're screwed. And that's why the Broncos are so hard trying to get Deshaun Watson, I think, because they realize the the chance they have there. I agree 100%. I saw this multiple times uh, during this conversation, and I agree wholeheartedly. I would get rid of Pete Carroll before I got rid of Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. If it meant kept keeping Russell Wilson in Seattle, buy Pete, get someone who's going to do something Russell Wilson wants. That's just how the NFL is, right? It's That's how be. it is. It's got to be. Like, I mean, nobody's Pete coming Carroll's to a watch, good head coach too, but nobody's coming to watch Pete Carroll coach. You know, and that's just that's just the, the the harsh reality of the whole thing. Russell Wilson has been shown that he's good enough on his own to lead your team to the playoffs. All right, hour two coming up next. We got hate it or love it at ten thirty, but we will begin with drafting the All Star teams in the NBA. One of us will be LeBron. One of us will be Kevin Durant. We'll, uh, we'll have to argue our picks. We have to build a real team here. We're not just picking best players available. We're building a team, right? 
Or are you just going to pick best players? I thought we were going to pick the teams that they would potentially pick for the All-Star game. Well, of course. Yeah. No, yeah. We're but taking, they we're have to build the team. Yeah, we're building the team. They're not just picking we're not gonna, all I'm forwards. I'm not going to do the Giannis and, and, and skip over the great players because I'm hating. Right. That's okay. Silly. All right, good, good, good. Okay, that's next. This is Sports Sunday on the fan.